Thank you for joining me today, wonderful, wonderful partner. And I pray the Lord today will bless you and minister his wonderful work to you. I have a very powerful word today. To be conformed or to be transformed. I think that's a decision we make every single day as believers. Every single day we live. Whether we be conformed to this world or be transformed into the image of our precious Redeemer. And I pray that the Lord will use this word, this wonderful Monday, to really speak to you. My purpose is to strengthen you in the Lord, to be a blessing to your life. Father, we come in Jesus' wonderful name. And Lord, I pray today that you will speak to your wonderful people, Lord, that you'll strengthen your blessed holy people, Lord. Meet every need in their life answer that cry from their hearts today in your precious and blessed name, dear, dear Jesus. To you belong all the glory. And God's people said, Amen, Amen. Would you go with me to John, the Gospel of John? I'm going to read verse 18 through 21, and here's what the Lord said to us. If the world hate you, ye know it hated me before it hated you. If you are of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Now notice the amazing words here. I have chosen you out of the world. Remember the word that I said unto you. Verse 20 says, The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. And then, uh, just quickly, John 17, the Lord's Prayer here, because this is really what the Lord's Prayer is, is when he prayed for the church. And in verse 13, he said, the Lord said, And now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldst take them out of the world, but that thou should keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Powerful. Now, let's, let's look at what the Bible means by the world, the world. Now, Paul said <clears throat> in Romans 12, be not conformed to this world, <clears throat> be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Which world did he mean? Because the Bible talks about three different worlds. Example number one, the world of nature. The earth is, is the Lord's, the fullness thereof. That's the world. That's the first thing we think about when we think about the world. <clears throat> That's in Psalm 24, verse 1 and 2. The earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof. Or you think about uh, Psalm 8, verse 3, when the psalmist wrote, when I consider your heavens, 
and the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have created, he said, what is man? You are mindful of him. Or the son of man, you have visited him. So that's the first world that we, we think about. But then there's a second world that the Bible talks about, and that's the world of humanity. For God so loved the world. John 3.16, that he sent his only begotten son. So that's the second world. Now, when Romans 12.2 says, be not conformed to this world, it's not talking about the planet. Like Psalm 24, verse 1, the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof. It's not even talking about the world of men, humanity, for God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. It's talking about 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, because it, it, there is here the third uh, meaning of what does the world mean when it comes to the Bible. So when we say the world, when the Bible speaks of do not be conformed to this world, it means the world of evil. Now, in 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, it says, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Do you also remember where, where the Lord called Satan the prince of this world? So we're talking now about the third world that the Bible talks about, which is the system. Uh, the world order would be maybe a better way to say it. So the world order is the system that controls the thinking and behavior of mankind. So you have the first world, Psalm 24, 1, the earth is the Lord's fullness thereof. That's a good one. Then you have the second world the Bible talks about, for God so loved the world, meaning humanity. He gave his begotten son. We're a part of humanity. But now there's a third world, which is satanic. Satan is the prince of this world, third world. So what is he prince over? He's prince over the world order. He's, he's, he's not the, the god of the planet, because the earth is the Lord's. The earth belongs to God. The fullness thereof belongs to our Heavenly Father. So that cannot mean that Satan is the, is the God of this planet. He's the God of the world order. The world order. So th that's a very important thing to keep in mind. So Satan is the mastermind uh, behind the world order. That's why Paul calls him in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, he's the God of this world. So this is the world we are commanded not to be a part of. So let's go to 1 John, 1 John chapter 2 and verse 15. And yes, I'm talking about how to be transformed into the image of Jesus and not be conformed to the world order. 
world order. So in 1 John 2, 15, love not the world. Now which world then is this talking about? The world order. Love not the world, because we are to love, you know, think about uh, the beauty in this earth. This is our heavenly Father's world. This is his planet. The earth is the Lord's. Now, we are to love humanity, for God loved the world, and we are to love also humanity. But this portion of the Bible in 1 John 2.15 uh, says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So it's very clear then that he's not talking about Psalm 24.1. He's not talking about John 3.16. He's talking about the world order, 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, that Satan has a world on this planet called the system of the world, the world order that controls the, the, the thinking, the thinking of humanity, controls the behavior of humanity. So we are not to love what? The thinking of the world, the behavior of the world. That's what the Bible means by love not the world. So. The Lord Jesus said in John 15, you remember we just read it earlier, the world will hate you. Well, again, it's, he's talking about the world that Satan controls. The world will hate you. That world of the devil will hate you. That world order will hate you. The thinking of the world, the behavior of the world. And that's important. So he said, I have chosen you out of the world. I have chosen you out of what? The system. I have chosen you out of the world order. I have chosen you out of the world's thinking. I have chosen you out of the world's behavior. I did not choose you to come out of the earth or come out of humanity. I chose you to come out of the world system, the way they are ruled by this mastermind called Satan the devil. So, now, and I'm glad I explained that to you. Maybe some of you never heard, uh, heard that or maybe thought about it. But that's what the Bible means when it says the world. Be not conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So, let's ask the question of why are we here? Now, why did not God simply take us to heaven after being born again? Why did he allow us to stay under this system? Um, when Hitler invaded France, France was in the Second World War, France was overwhelmed by the Germans, by the Nazis. They took over the country. So French citizens came under the influence of the Nazis. Their world changed. Their thinking now was controlled by the thinking of what the Nazis wanted them to think. So they were, in many ways, controlled by a whole different uh, system, a, 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 a different power that wanted to control the French people and they had to fight it. 
they, they had to stay French men and French women, not come under the control of the Nazis. Hitler brought in a world into Germany that brought destruction to Germany. So there's a big difference between the people and the system that rules the people. We are not to let this system of Satan rule our lives. So be not conformed to the system that Satan wants you to come under and be, be a part of. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And it's all about um, you know, how, how, how people uh, think, how people behave. So why are we here? A very important question. Uh, God uses this conflict we are in. God uses the, the, the system that is controlling the world to shape us, to, to transform us into conquerors. Uh, it actually prepares us for rule. It prepares us for authority. Uh, the people who fought Hitler, like de Gaulle, Charles de Gaulle in France, and I'm using that just as an example. He became the president of France by fighting the Nazis, by opposing the rule of Hitler. Think about what happened to Winston Churchill, who fought the, the mentality that the Nazis uh, wanted to bring into England. He fought them, and he conquered and became the great prime minister of England. And and it was his voice and speeches that, that kept the British people uh, bold and strong. So we are, we are in this world, uh, this whole world is controlled by a mastermind that is completely demonic, satanic. But we are here as God's people to develop, to grow, to become strong, to be prepared for rule. So like Charles de Gaulle was prepared to rule France by fighting the Nazis. And we have to fight to prove ourselves worthy of rule, worthy of authority. So God allowed that to happen and kept us on this earth. He didn't take us home when we were saved. He said, no, I need to, to, to train them to be conquerors. So uh, the Bible tells us and like I've been saying from Romans 12 to be not conformed to this world, be transformed by the, renewing, by the renewing of your mind. So the believer is in this world uh, to make a choice. You and I are here in, in this world to make a choice, to be conformed or to be transformed. Or you join the system or you oppose the system and win and be transformed into the image of Jesus. So that's why I'm calling my teaching to be conformed or to be transformed. So a lot of Christians today have chosen to be conformed to the world. They, they don't want to be transformed into the image of Jesus and you hear it all the time. That's why there's a, a great falling away today. So, um, Romans 12, 2, here's one translation that you'll like very, very much uh, on this. It says, now this is a different translation than the King James translation. Don't let the world around you 
squeeze you into its own mold. So when you think about, King James says, be not conformed to this world. I like this other translation that says, don't let the world around you squeeze you into its mold, but be renewed by the renewing of your mind. And here's this other translation that says, let God make you so that your whole attitude of mind is transformed. Your whole attitude of mind is transformed. I love that. So whether we are conformed or whether we are transformed depends on really what we fill our mind with. Quite simple. So to be conformed, people fill their mind with the world system. Then they go back into it. Or to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, you have to fill your mind with God's thoughts. God's word. So we live, we live in two kingdoms. Uh, kingdom number one is, is uh, ruled by human wisdom, by that satanic influence. He's the mastermind behind it. Uh, ruled by human reason. And then the second kingdom that we believers should live in is God's kingdom, but let's look first, let's look first at 1 Corinthians chapter 1 because Paul talks about, Paul the apostle talks about the, the system that uh, people come under and uh, they, let, they let that system control them, not realizing uh, that the, it's, it's, it's all humanistic, humanistic. Satan uses the humanistic a system to control people's lives. So let's look at 1 Corinthians 1, beginning at verse 17, right through 21, it says, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. So the world is ruled by human reason, human wisdom. And when people begin to reason and they want to understand things without faith, they go backwards into the world's thinking, into the world's ways. The kingdom of God is ruled by faith. The world is ruled by reason and by human wisdom that has to understand everything before they believe it. Now in God's kingdom, Jesus is the center. In God's kingdom, Jesus is the center. 
in, in, in the world, self is the center. You see, say, the devil Satan is very smart. He, he hides himself real good in that he doesn't reveal himself. He's promoting the, human, the humanistic system. He's promoting self. He favors humanity or the ways of man. That's what Jesus said to him. He said, you favor the things of man, not, not the things of God. So it's really important, and that's when the Lord rebuked, remember when he said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. He said, you favor the things of man. So uh, Satan's plan is to make man God. That's his plan. The humanistic idea has been there for a long time in this world. So um, what, what I love about the kingdom, we are in the kingdom of God. Uh, you enter it by being born again. Because Jesus said, and by the way, I want to continue this tomorrow. I'm almost out of time because I really want to explain to you how to defeat this system, this worldly system, how to live free from it. So because it's all around us, it's, it's all over the place. In John 3, verse 3 and, and verse uh, 5, the Lord said, Verily I say unto you, very, very, I say to you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And then in verse 5, Verily, verily, I say to you, or the truth, the truth, I tell you, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So the kingdom of God is spirit um, rule and spirit thinking. In fact, Paul, the Holy Spirit, he rules the life of that individual. And the thinking of that individual is ruled by the Holy Spirit. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 12, Paul explains what it means to enter the kingdom. He said, now we have received not the spirit of the world, the kingdom of God. Now, once we are born again, we're in it. But now this is what happens. We, we begin to receive the spirit of God. So he says, now we have received not the spirit of the world or the system. We've been talking about that. But the spirit which is of God that we might know, we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teacher, but which the Holy Ghost teacher, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. And now, of course, he's showing the two systems. And then he says in verse 14, but the natural man will not receive the things of the, of the Spirit of God or the thinking of the kingdom of God. They are foolishness to him. And he, 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 he cannot know them because they are spiritually discerned. So the, the, the system of the world, uh, they are mentally discerned. But the system of God is spiritually discerned. That's the difference. So a lot of people, when they begin to depend on their mind to understand it, not their hearts to believe it, they go backwards. So when Paul said, be not conformed to this world, he meant do not think like the world thinks. Do not reason like they reason. Don't let that worldly 
wisdom that has to see it to believe it get into you. It says the natural man doesn't receive the things of the Spirit of God because of foolishness to that, to that person. Because he cannot know them, they are spiritually discerned, but he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judge of no man. So Paul here talks about how we have the mind of Christ. Well, the mind of Christ is the mind of faith. It's spiritual. It's a spiritual mind. We, 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 we really have to grasp this. It's so important. Now, uh, tomorrow I'm going to deal with the fact that it's possible to be born again and think like the world. So just because someone is born again, he's not totally living into the kingdom. He may be able to, you know, see it, even enter it. But he's not... He's not being transformed because the church in Corinth was, was not uh, spiritual. Paul had to rebuke them for being carnal. And, and it's so easy to go back into the way the world thinks and the world behaves and the world talks and so on. So tomorrow I'm going to continue teaching on this. It's really important that you you join me, because I'm going to show you some amazing scriptures. And then I'm going to show you the answer. I'm going to show you the answer. I have quite a little bit more information to give you tomorrow. In fact, I don't know if I'll be able to finish it in two, in two days, but I'll try. So, but, but let's, let's come back to, uh, together tomorrow and, and tell your friends about this teaching. It's so important this really be understood and received because look, look, it's, it's, it's the way we finish this life that matters. It's the way we finish the race we're in that matters. And, and this is where it all starts and this is really very important that we understand how to bring it under the influence of the Holy Spirit because today in this, in this world, the, the war that rages is raging in the mind of humanity. And we win the war. We win the war if we do exactly what the Bible says. And I will share that with you tomorrow. And maybe you're thinking you know the answer. Well, why don't you wait to see if you have the real answer? Because I have found it over many years and years of study and research on what does the Bible really say about this life? How, how can I live a, a godly, holy life in this wicked world? that wants to always pull me back into it. Lord, thank you for your word. I pray you'll bless your people richly, Lord, with this. I pray that they've been blessed today, and I pray you'll bless them even more tomorrow. Establish them in you, in you, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, it's time to give to the Lord's work. Now, you know, I talk to you about this every day because it's, it's the law of God. And, and I want God to give, the Lord gives us ideas, talents. It's not always what God gives us uh, a harvest financially. Often he, he just gives us ideas to get the harvest so we can be blessed for the rest of our lives. Givers become very, very discerning when it comes to finance and how to be established 
without the fear of tomorrow, how to be blessed financially. So God Almighty, I believe, is going to really give you some amazing favor. He's going to favor your life as you, as you trust him for your future, financial future. So the Lord wants us blessed you know, in spirit, but he also wants us to be blessed in finance. So we don't lack anything. None lack among them, the Bible says. Look at, at the life of the Lord Jesus. He lacked nothing. He lacked nothing. Not one day in his life did he have lack, or any of the apostles. And uh, so think about the prophets of the Old Testament. They, they lacked nothing. I was reading today how, how, how the Lord fed Elijah in the, in the wilderness with a raven coming. And the water came from the brook, and then he went to the woman in Zarephath, and how God took care of him. And God will do the same for us, but we have to be faithful. A faithful man will abound, and abound means overflow, will abound with blessings. Lord, bless them as they give today. Bless them richly, bless them greatly. Increase them on every side in Jesus' mighty name. I have a word for you. Though thy beginning was small, your latter end will greatly increase. So as you give, claim that. Say, though my beginning was small, my latter end will greatly increase. My future is more blessed than my past. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, you can get on the platform you're watching me on. You, you can go to our website, benahin.org, or you can simply text BHM45777, and I'll see you tomorrow for another wonderful teaching. You're going to love it. Thank you for being with me.